Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I will save all the perfunctory preamble for another time because I only have seven minutes to work. For the time that's ours this evening, I'd like to briefly share with you from this thought, our discipleship in the dust. Our discipleship in the dust. The book of Genesis is very clear. Our God has a love affair with dust. We have a God that loves to play in the dirt. God loved the dirt and the dust so much that out of, this out of this fervent relationship, you have this space of creativity in which what we know life to be emerged. God's love for dust is such that God's promises to this earth are manifest through that self-said dust. Whatever this world will be, however shape it takes, whatever futures and fortunes await it will come from the dust of the ground. And that dust of the ground is where we all shall go. The things we love, what we've built, who we think we are, those things will rise and they will fall and at the end of the day we will be back in this same dust. David understood that his kingdom, no matter how great, the promises, no matter how big. David understood that God, the same God who brought him from this dust, brought his kingdom from the dust, is now going to return him and his greatness to that self-same dust. God's promises for God's people did not stop with David. They continued on. This dust continued to churn out those who would lend their fragmented, partial, and flawed realities to God's promises. Dust would lend itself to the process. God's love affair with dust is so pertinent, so fervent that God, being one of us, loving this flesh so much that this dust provides, and took this Logos and became one of us so that God could then engage with dust even the more so that this dust can hopefully change the world. So it seems interesting that God would manifest with us, love dust so much that God would enmesh God's self in it. So that we who are bound by dust, all we know is this plane, can hopefully bring about the kingdom of God in this world. Why would God set us up for such folly? Can dust rise to the occasion? Jesus certainly believes so. So he commissioned these disciples to go out in twos, knowing that Jesus almost died in the scene before unrolling the scroll and telling people that the liberation of God is in their midst and that the ways that their dust have been subjugated is going to be alleviated. Take that message of liberating dust and reassigning its purpose 
to the places that are subjugated by Roman authority and power, enslaved by idol worship and that in loss of commitment. It is this place where I'm sending you to go. Yes, you feel under-equipped. Go without, the list of withouts seems to be longer than the list with. But you are to go with this message of how God loves this earth and the dust of it so much that even though you feel under-equipped, you are still no match for this world. This world can't do anything with you even though you feel under-equipped. And here we are at the crux of the matter. Jesus understanding that this message will put others at odds with this dust. Sends them anyway and says to them, the way that you're able to prove your relationship with me is how you manifest your discipleship with this dust. That's how I know that you are with me. How you deal with your sister and your brother, the flesh that may accept you, may reject you, may embrace you, may turn you out, but your relationship with that dust is how you prove your relationship with the eternal. It is in this space that we mitigate how we form dust, how we shape dust, how we engage dust, our responsibility and relationship to that dust is what we have to offer our God. David understood, I manifested this kingdom for the glory of God. Jesus is saying that the kingdom is among you. It is only manifested with the dust that's here. But when you are rejected, how do you handle it? When the answer is no, when the news isn't good, Jesus says to them, shake the dust off your feet. Maybe the spirit might blow the dust that you shake off. And it might go further than you ever thought. Instead of being resentful, shake the dust off your feet, that part of you that they didn't want. If you give it to the Spirit, if you let the wind carry, it'll go further than you'll ever know. But how we form you all as dust at this seminary is a responsibility that we take seriously. How you are then formed to engage the dust of this world, the ecosystem that provides it and the people who inhabit it will be your responsibility. How we prove our discipleship to God is how we deal with the dust of this world. Amen.